Ari, have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever seen a ghost? Yeah. Are you kidding? They're like <laughs> the rudest, most inconsiderate people ever. Honestly, if you have something to say, just be just be honest about it. I really don't understand why you have to leave. No, I never. I don't. I don't think we're thinking about the same thing. What do you mean? I'm talking about the ghost of a dead person. <gasps> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to Obsessed. Woo, that right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. Oh, I should, I should have said boo, that right there is Ariana. <laughs> boo! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do your best, your best ghost. Boo. <laughs> I'm a very chill ghost. Honestly, oh, I am dramatic. Yeah. I, but I feel like you would be, like, if you were haunting my abode i'd be ecstatic oh it would be fun i would like put britney on oh my god I'm like, okay it's three in the morning but just after the song turn it off please <laughs> okay so this week we're talking about ghosts, ghosts. <laughs> um we thought we'd kick off the spooky season the best time of the year i know i wish every season was spooky season it really is uh it hits different i know but um but yeah we're gonna talk about ghosts today because why the hell not why not <laughs> and we're obsessed with them literally um, obsessed with anything that scares the shit out of yeah. you <laughs> anything that's uh transparent mm-hmm. and looks like Casper, I don't like. Yes, <laughs> Casper, what a cute. Oh, when he's human though, he's cute. <laughs> he is cute. I like him both ways. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's a cute ghost too. <laughs> um. Okay, so to kick things off, I'm just gonna define what a ghost is. A ghost is the soul or spirit of a dead person or animal that can appear to the living. Mm. Um, but I feel like I didn't have to define a ghost. So, I feel like everyone knows what a ghost yeah, is, Yeah, right? but that's okay. I'm it happy. Is. I'm happy you did define it, oh, but yeah. yeah. You're welcome. You're I'm- welcome to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have either seen movies with ghosts and... Uh, I'm done talking. This is like the dumbest thing. Of course. What yeah. either you've encountered one yourself or you just know about them. This like bizarre concept that no one has right. heard of. <laughs> you guys, sometimes people die and then they come back as a ghost and that's yeah. just kind of what we're going to talk about today. It's a thing. It is. It's a thing and we're going to we're going to share some spooky ghost stories. True. These are the truest of the true stories that you will ever hear. True. Like we have audio clips. We have audio clips so and they're true because they're, they're real. They're real. They really happen. Um, Jeff, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I wanted to be a paranormal investigator for like a year of my life. And what happened with that? Well, I just <laughs> got into the next thing. Wait, you have a ghost hunting kit, don't you? I almost bought one. Oh, okay. That, that was part of it. Oh, wait, and no, my, my, my ex-girlfriend has a, a ghost hunting kit. Wait, does she? <laughs> yeah, she Wait, does. also, guys, how weird is it for Jeff to talk about his my, ex-girlfriend? <laughs> my ex-girlfriend. His ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does um, she really? Yeah, I don't know if she ever... Well, because our residence hall in college was haunted. Yes. But, um, I think she bought it for that. Um, but yeah, no, I wanted to buy one. And Andy, everyone, that's my sister. She and I wanted to go ghost hunting because we're like obsessed. But also, it just never happened. And well, like, I mean, I I would do I would do it with you. I know we should you, do if it. You want to? At the haunted, I feel like that's gonna be the more... haunted house down the block in Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. So the apartment that I used to live in, but Ari still lives in there. Um, it's it's on. Un- okay. Cool. Yeah. Why don't you just tell me one our apartment so I can get murdered? <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> 
Okay. You guys come over, bring your knives. Okay, no, it's in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. Yes. And on our street is one of the most haunted houses in New York. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, I was reading the articles about this and, like, not a whole lot happened there. Right. <laughs> so they were just really setting the bar very low. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, little baby haunting. Yeah, it was, like, someone heard, like, knocking on the door and then, I don't know, someone got, like, murdered. Who knows? Right. Just kidding. <laughs> not that. But apparently it's people, not exciting. people do hold seances on the sidewalk occasionally. Oh, cool. In front of the house, like right down the street from you, Ari. How many years have you been there and I've been there and never saw a seance? Well, that's actually why I moved out because that house scared the shit out of me. <gasps> Lies. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you moved out because of the demon in your closet. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, the room that I now live in. Exactly. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> there is anyway. a happy ending to the story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get an EMF kit at some point. That's going to be one of those, like, impulse buys. Like, Amazon, oh, yeah. Amazon, Amazon's going to have, like, a deal on Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> Prime <laughs> I'll buy Day. five of them, please. <laughs> I'm going to come over and be like, we're going ghost hunting. Yes. <laughs> get in. But, like, we're going you would, shopping. You would, yeah. We're, <laughs> get, going, get in, we're going ghost hunting. <laughs> get in, ghoul. Ghoul family. Wait. Get in, witch. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo you whore, we're going ghost hunting. My god, just like slaughtering. Hey, people. witch! Yo, witch! <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now I'm sweating. But you were gonna say something, I feel like it was good. Oh no, I was gonna say if we got a ghost hunting kit, this is kind of boring now, but if you got a ghost hunting kit, obviously the first place that you would investigate is like your own. Home, right? Oh, for sure. That's like rule number one. Like, is that rule number one though? Because rule what if two. you <laughs> rule number three? I don't okay. know. Because then, would you be able to sleep at night if if you picked up anything? I'd probably sleep better, knowing that <laughs> knowing were... that there was a ghost. Yeah, to tuck me in. <laughs> Obviously, you're not the single one here. I am. I would sleep better knowing that there was a ghost next to me. Okay, but if he's like a hot ghost, like you know, yeah, yeah, true. We well, said you sleep better. I would sleep better. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm kidding. Actually, I, like, I would be terrified. Oh, I feel like it's like cuddling a pillow, kind of, like a fluffy yeah. pillow. Maybe. Maybe. It's like a little like misty, cloudy pillow. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe like super soft. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll let you know if I ever encounter one. Okay. Same, same he here. could be he could be there every night, but he's been respectful so far. I haven't felt him. Oh, <laughs> he's waiting for your consent. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I didn't just give it to him, right? You, you no, I have to did. say it. She, no, she's giving you permission. Go. <laughs> no, I'm not, yes, Jeff. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, okay. guys, what are we talking? Okay, about? Right, so I want to actually ask our listeners a question. So you guys listening, I have a question. <laughs> Because um, you can answer. Yes, because you can, you can answer. Um, all right, so if you were to dress up as a ghost for Halloween, how would you make your costume? Like, what would you do? What would you use as the materials? Hmm. We're waiting. I don't... Wait, I didn't hear anything. Did they answer? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a, a valid question. There's okay. literally one answer. There is, and do you want to say what it is? Yeah. What I would, would... What would you do, Eric? I would put... A fucking white sheet over my head. Exactly. And cut holes in for the eyes. I was about to say, you gotta see where you're going. And maybe cinch Uh, the waist. I don't know. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like wearing a bed sheet with two eye holes cut out, that's probably the the signature ghost look that we're all used to. It's used in in pop culture, any movie that you've seen with a ghost, whether it's Charlie Brown or Michael Myers or SpongeBob. Yes, remember SpongeBob as a ghost and he had to cut off the edge of his... 
of his sponge because he was he, a square. I think he took he cut off all of his sponge. He well no he cut off the edges so he could be circular. No, but at the end of that episode, he was literally like a brain with eyeballs. Oh my god, Do you remember right. that? <gasps> and he scares the flying Dutchman. Yes. Oh my god. We're adults, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the length that he went to. Just to Just scare. to fit in and I like know. dress up for Halloween. <gasps> but we've all been there before. I Think know. about how much effort we put into our costumes. Like, we've all been there. We get it. <laughs> and then E.T. too. Remember? Yeah, like, yep. The sheet over him so he can go trick-or-treating. Yes. Because you know, he looks like a, a ghost. <laughs> um, and you couldn't tell that there was an alien underneath that. I, no, <laughs> total human. Um, but, but yeah, so Ari, why don't you tell everyone how that image of the bedsheet ghost came about. Yeah, so we were very curious about this. Like, seriously, who decided that a a white sheet over you would depict a ghost? For sure, it definitely predates everything that we mentioned before. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, the answer, Jeff, lies within (laughs) centuries-old burial traditions. (laughs) Burial traditions. Burial (laughs) traditions. Without your ghost voice. (laughs) People are going to be like, are you okay? (laughs) How annoying. Um, So it actually, it gained popularity. Oh my God. You sound like Moira, but really old. Oh my God, Moira in like 10 years. No, not 10 years. Maybe like 30 years. 30, Yeah, 30. Don't let Catherine O'Hara hear that. Um, Anyway, it gained popularity in 17th century Britain, of course. Um, and the majority... I love how I said, of course, like I'm going to insult anyone from England. You know I love you guys. I know. <laughs> the majority of the British folks couldn't afford a fancy wooden coffin, so they kept with tradition and they used white linen or like wool sheets as a burial Shroud. 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 Guys, we're learning new words with this research. <laughs> we are, like, in this moment. Yeah. Um, and therefore, the image... Therefore, probably the wrong word. Re- <laughs> as a result, <laughs> the image of the bedsheet ghost became popular. In conclusion. In conclusion. <laughs> um. Yeah, and there's actually more to that. So... People back in, like, the 17th and 18th century and, like, pretty much every time, period of time before then, and now, mm-hmm. whatever, all the time, <laughs> people back there were more inclined to believe that um, people that you buried can come back from the dead, like, pretty easily. Right. So people took advantage of that, especially deceitful people and crooks, um, and they would just, they would dress up as ghosts and they would literally put, like, a white shroud or, like, a white sheet over them and scare people. And I have one example that there was um, a man named Thomas Wilmot, and he was a famed crook and highwayman, so he made highways, I don't know. (laughs) He hitchhiked, I don't really know. He walked on the highway. He walked on highways, um, and he disguised himself as a ghost to steal money. So he sent a table of gamblers scrambling for an exit because they thought he was a ghost, and when they left, he stole all their money. And so a lot of people started doing that. Um, and they were like, they were also like to just stir some kind of chaos and like fear in the town be, um, to kind of perpetuate this. So they would like walk around the cemeteries in their sheets and like scare people and stuff so that when you see one, you're more likely to run away because you're actually terrified of them. Like I, I understand that for them back in the day, like if they just buried someone in very similar clothing, they would be freaked the fuck out. But it's just really funny thinking about it now because they probably had a sheet on with like their shoes and like, (laughs) I'm imagining SpongeBob. I'm literally imagining SpongeBob and uh, imagine like 
all these adults running for their lives. Yeah. Like, imagine trying to rob a bank now wearing a sheet <laughs> over your head. And be like, boo, give me the money. <laughs> um, but... Also, what's interesting with the the bedsheet ghost and that depiction is that um, back in the day, too, there needed to be, like, for representation of ghosts in film and oh, art yes, yep. and things like that, there was no way to differentiate between a human and a ghost. Yeah, right? they didn't have, like, modern-day CGI where, like, it's a huge distinction between the living and the dead on yeah, camera. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what contributed to this entire... Uh, what were my... Th- Re- like, representation yeah. of what a ghost looks like. Yeah, that's what contributed yeah. to the representation of these ghosts and wearing a bedsheet to, to be a ghost because they needed a clear way to show people, like, that's not a human, yeah. that's a ghost, that's what we mean, which I think is interesting, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it clearly fucking wasn't. <laughs> so... We're, we're going to get into the, the true ghost stories in a bit, and I also have a personal one to share, but we'll get there in a second. Yeah, so stay with us. Stay with us. Okay, but before that, we're going to, Ari and I are going to go over the different types of ghosts. Because there are different types, guys. I know. There's not just one. There may be five. Maybe. There may be more. Maybe more. But we're going to talk about five of them. Yep. And that's you... all that's on this website that we found. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we just know this stuff, Jack. Oh, we know it off the top of our we head. We know it off the top of our head. <laughs> experience. Because we're ghost hunters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Okay, you're going to kick it off, Jeff? Yep, I will. Okay. So the first type of ghost is an interactive personality. And this is actually the most common of all ghosts spotted. And is usually of a deceased person, possibly someone that you know, a family member perhaps, or even a historical figure. Um, so these ghosts could be friendly or not. Mm. Um, but they often show themselves to others in a variety of ways. So they, be, they can become visible. They could speak or make noise to you. They could touch you or even emit an odor like a perfume or cigar smoke, smoke um, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> this, this is wa- the... Sorry, you go. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was going to say that they, like, they want you to know that they're there. Like whether they have a message for you or just they just want you to... They want you to feel their presence for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and experts said that this type of ghost re- retained its former personality of when they were alive and they could actually feel emotion. So a lot of times in movies or if like you've ever had an encounter with the paranormal and you see maybe a past relative or something, that would be an interactive personality because they they have their personality still. You know who they are. They know who you are. Yep. Um, so if you happen to see a lost loved one, the chances are that they are there because they feel that you want to see them or that you need to see them. Yes. Or like even if you walk into a room and it, you, it was your deceased grandmother's room, you can smell her perfume yep. or you can, you'll see her favorite bird fly by or just things like that. There just, are ways. A, yeah. Just a little like, it's a little like hello from them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. as Jeff mentioned, this is the most common. This is what I think a lot of people refer to when they say that they've experienced a ghost in some form. Right. Um, but let's move on. Yes. So the next one is the ectoplasm or ectomist. Ooh. But you guys already knew that. Right. <laughs> so this is, if you've ever seen mist or fog that kind of looks like it's swirling in the air, that's this type of ghost. It's not mist, it's a ghost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no it, such thing as fog, it's, it's a ghost. Yeah, guys, I don't know if you knew that. Um, <laughs> now you do. Um, so, yeah, this type of like swirling is what paranormal investigators deem as an ectomist or a ghostly mist. So this vaporous cloud usually appears several feet 
feet uh, off the ground and can move swiftly or simply stay still, almost like it's orbiting. Ooh, I hope no one has seen this before because I, I would be freaked out. That is kind of creepy. Um, yeah, these like encounters have been captured on many videos and in photographs and can be white, gray, or even black sometimes. Although they can appear this way, sometimes ectoplasms appear before becoming a full-bodied apparition, ooh. which is, ooh, it's so like the it can, first phase. It, it's kind of them like entering our, our realm and mm-hmm. like they have to slowly form into their full like body shape, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe you can see an ectoplasm before you see an interactive personality ghost. Yes, possibly. Interesting. Um, and many people have witnessed ectoplasms or ectomists. Um, outdoors and graveyards, battlefields, or historical sites. Mm. So keep an eye out. <laughs> Next time you're on a, a battlefield. If you see a fog that's like swirling in the air, <laughs> it could become an apparition any second. So or, get the fuck out. Yeah, or if it's a tornado, still get out of there. <laughs> uh, okay. The next one is the poltergeist. <gasps> I'm so this, excited. This word alone freaks me the fuck out. Um, 1981's movie Poltergeist mm-hmm. scared me as a child, and Same. I, I'm still terrified to this day. From Same, but I want to watch it immediately. Oh, me too. I'm gonna watch it after this <laughs> after this podcast <laughs> yes. episode. Um, okay, so poltergeist. Those are some of the most. Um, I guess popular ghosts that are seen and like depicted in in films because of the, they're the most violent and um, they're also oh and and the word poltergeist actually means noisy ghost because they 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 have the ability to move and knock things over, make noise and manipulate physical environments, <clears throat> which is terrifying. So a poltergeist is actually a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have to call it that a now. Poltergeist. A poltergeist. Oh. I could. They're, they're mean. Yeah. And, and spooky and loud. Yes, they um Poltergeist. <laughs> so they're actually one of like the rarest forms of like ghosts that that um that haunt people and, and spaces, but they're actually the most terrifying. So loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, door slamming, fires breaking out of nowhere, they've all been attributed to this type of spiritual disturbance. Another frightening aspect of the poltergeist is that the events usually start off slow and mildly, and then they intensify. Mm. Um, in literally any horror movie you've ever seen. Yeah, and it, like same with the movie Poltergeist. It like starts with like a chair sliding across the floor, right. and then at the end, the house like I don't want to spoil it, but like shit hits guys, the fan. If you, you haven't guys. seen the Poltergeist, like what are you doing? I know, but <laughs> it's been yes. up for forty years. Get on it. And then it, and then it's always like the non-believers will not believe until literally... They're flying across what? the room, into exactly. a closet, into another exactly. dimension. So some... This is really interesting. So some experts explain it as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. <gasps> so I think it has some kind of, like, psychic, um, like, clairvoyant interaction with, like, another realm that you unknowingly attract and that are controlling with your own energy. Oh, my gosh. Jeff, have you ever seen Forbidden Planet? No. Oh, my gosh. We have to watch that movie. Why is that kind it's, of like it's, this? It has nothing to do with ghosts, oh. but it has to do with, like, your ego. You know, the, the id and, and ego from Ye- Freud? Yes, yeah. Um, controlling, like physical things in your oh life. Oh my God. It's well, really interesting. I mean, like we have so much energy in our body, like spiritual energy too, that yeah. like who knows what we're controlling and, and doing to our environment without us even wow. consciously aware of it. Oh my gosh. Matilda um, can kind of do that. She's not a poltergeist, but Matilda can control things. She could, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she could like 
I don't know. I'm sure she right. sees some weird shit. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, because this is nothing like Matilda. Yeah, no. But no, I'm just no, thinking no, that she obviously. is like she when when she gets angry and intensifies with her energy and just like her emotions. Yeah. Things start to go nuts. Yeah. So maybe maybe those are poltergeists. Yeah. That are manipulating her environment because she's controlling it and she thinks that she's doing it. But like maybe these otherworldly beings are doing it. Oh my god. Maybe. And they're like, yeah, Matilda, yeah. Yeah. Swing she, her around. Yeah, right? <laughs> and they're like, evil. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, all right. So next, guys, we're going to talk about orbs. And you've probably seen this before. So orbs are the most photographed type of anomaly and type of ghost. They appear as a transparent um, or translucent ball of light that is hovering over the ground. Um it's common to see these orbs in photographs when you're on your ghost hunt. <laughs> or like even just when you regular photographs. It. Yeah, true. It could be a regular photographs. Because, and the these um orbs, like from what we've been reading, they, they travel so quickly that um sometimes you can't see them with your the naked eye because of how quickly they move, mm-hmm. but the shutter speed on a camera can capture them. Yes. Do you remember when we went to Salem and we went on the ghost tour? Do I remember <laughs> going to Salem and going on the ghost tour? Of course. Oh, we've, gone, we've gone a few times. Um, <laughs> I just did that so fast. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. Um but remember we more than one of us had Orbs in our, in our photos. photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we, yeah, it was during the ghost tour. But what's interesting is that many believe the orbs are the soul of a human or even an animal that has died and is traveling around from one place to another, which I think you may have already mentioned. Um, but the circular shape they take on makes it easier for them to move around and is often the first state that they appear in before they become a full-bodied apparition. So there are a few different things that you can see before seeing an apparition, which is what most people would would, um, associate with, like, an actual ghost. Like, what you would think a ghost looks like. Interesting. That's an apparition. But, yeah, so you can see the ecto... Plasm. um, Plasm. You can see an orb. And these are typically earlier stages into a full apparition. That's uh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. But you, like, when you see an orb or, like, an ectoplasm, not that we see those on the daily or, like, ever really. I mean, we do, but maybe. I don't know. Bye. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But if you guys are going on any, like, spooky fun tours or visiting a graveyard at night, um, because that might just be your hobby and that's really fucking cool if it is. Um, (laughs) But if you do that, actually take some videos when you're there because... You might not see anything in that moment, but you could see an orb move very quickly in your video after. Yeah. So do that, as well as pictures. And I think, like, also just have an open mind, too, because I think if, if spirits are trying to make themselves known to you, like, if you're goofing off or whatever, you're not going to be a, a, a source of... Uh, encouragement for them to show themselves. Yes! Be nice to ghosts. Yeah. They want to um, feel like they, they belong yeah, too. They were people at one point. They were, and they probably friggin' live there. And they're they're the they're still people, but just a little bit more dead. They just look different. Yeah, and, and white, mm, see-through. We love everyone. <laughs> we do. Okay, but not a poltergeist. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, last ghost. Okay, the last one is a funnel ghost. So these are most often spotted in in homes or old historical buildings. And the funnel ghost or vortex is frequently associated with a cold spot. Mm. So a lot of um, paranormal investigators, they always 
mention that they feel like the temperature changing. So funnel ghosts are typically known for that. And they usually take on the shape of a swirling funnel, kind of like ectoplasm. Mm -hmm. um, and most paranormal experts believe that they are a loved one returning for a visit or even a former resident of the home. Um, and they could also appear as a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light. <laughs> and they are often caught in photographs or on a video. So, yeah, just have your camera out at all times, ready to go. Yeah. Um, and, ooh, I will say, I would be so spooked out if I did have, like, a part of my apartment or I went to a house and just one area was freezing cold. Yeah. It's which like, is how it's depicted in movies and stuff and on ghost tours. Yeah. Um, but that, It's like that, like, the cold spots in the ocean, like, when you're in the Oh, my God, yes, yes. Those could be, like, ghosts of, like, sharks or something. Oh, my God, something. yes. <laughs> like... Jellyfish ghosts. Oh my god, jelly ghosts. <laughs> jelly ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope that was interesting to you guys, yeah. breaking down the different types of ghosts. And I'm sure there are so many more than this, but these are the most common. Yeah, but you guys, we are going to get into the real life ghost stories that we've had some people um, send <gasps> us. So... The first one to kick this off is my friend, her name is Courtney. We met when we worked at Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, that ABC show um, with Terry Crews. He was the host. He was so great. I hugged him at the end of the season. He was- anyway. Oh my God, Jeff goes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Courtney, when we were working together, she like casually mentioned that she had a ghost in her house. I was like, excuse me, but tell me more. <laughs> anyway, so- after all these years, I reached out to her, and um, she's doing super well. She's married, has a, has a beautiful baby, and um, she was kind enough to share her paranormal experiences with her ghost named Emily. So, Courtney, take it away. Hi, my name is Courtney Pereira, and this is the story of me and my ghost, Emily. So, when my mom was pregnant with me, weird things would happen all the time to her. Um, I mean, weird things happen all the time when you're pregnant. I can definitely speak to that. But things were very abnormal with her pregnancy with me. She would go to the grocery store and with those automated doors that open and close to like let you in and out of the store, she would stand right in front of it and they wouldn't open for her. They would just stay closed. And so she would have to wait for like another person to come by for the sensors to recognize her. She would also have instances where she would be vacuuming and all of a sudden her hair went like back as if like she had just went through extreme wind. Uh, my parents' keys, if they let them out on the table, would just end up flying across and land on the floor. And there was one instance my parents remember where their keys ended up in a neighbor's house, which personally, I think that that was just had to do with forgetfulness, but they always mention that whenever we talk about the ghost in the house. But up until that point, um, or through that point, rather, they just thought that weird things would happen were happening. They never saw anything. But fast forward... I was born, the world was graced, and I just, you know, grew up and had what originally they thought were imaginary friends. But there was one day I was just talking and talking and talking and playing with my dolls alone in my room, and my parents come in and I'm not alone. I did not have an imaginary friend. There was a little girl sitting next to me, but she wasn't actually there. 
you could actually see the outline of this little girl and I would be playing with her. Um, the ghost was not scared at all and I was not scared of it. And I would, you know, talk about my friend Emily and that we would see Emily all the time. Um, but as I got older, she would come around less and less and, um, I think it had to do because she, you know, she'd play with me when I was around the same age that she was and she was little. I mean, she probably was like three, four, maybe older. Um, but yeah, I, as I got older, she would just like, you know, not come around as much because I guess she didn't want to play with someone who was older. Um, she never played with my brother and like I said, as she got, as I got older, there was just, she, she really didn't come around all that much, but there was this one time when we had a, uh, a, a water guy come to the house to fix our hot water heater in the basement. And my dad was down in the basement with the gentleman and the gentleman looked to my dad and was like, you know, it's, it's not very safe down here for your little girl. I mean, I don't mean to tell you how to parent, but she shouldn't be running around. And my dad goes, well, my daughter's in school. We turn around and there was Emily wandering the basement and the, uh, the gentleman freaked out because he realized that it was a ghost. It wasn't me. And he did not finish the work. He just ran out and he was scared. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he never came back. <laughs> we had to hire a different company to fix the hot water heater. And um, yeah, I probably was in, I think I was in like middle school when that happened. And then uh, as I got older, she seemed to be more of like a protection or a protective figure. Um, whenever there was someone in the house that wasn't a good person or there was just something going on like if the person even the person wasn't in our in the house but they had like just well like come into our lives weird things would start happening again in the house um and there was this one time I was dating this guy um I'd say boy but he was like 21 um so yeah but he acted like a boy and we'll get to that but (laughs) he um he was over the house and I was cutting up a piece of cake and I had turned put the piece of cake on the plate, turned around to go get this guy a um like a glass of milk and I turned back around and the piece of cake was off of the plate and it was just next to the plate and I had put the cake on the plate like the cake had moved from the plate to the the countertop and the guy, he was just, like, he freaked out. He literally, like, ran out of the house and, like, was just, like, bye, see you later, never coming back to your house. And it turned out that that guy uh, cheated on me with, like, five different women. Um, and, yeah, so she was warning me about that. And things would happen also, like, when I was in college, I was living with people that I shouldn't have been living with. And weird things would go on my parents' house when 
I wasn't even there. And my parents would call me and be like, is everything okay? Because our TV keeps flickering and the electronics keep flickering and there's no storm and there's no outage and no one else is complaining of things and things keep moving. Is everything okay with you? And as it turned out, I was living with some horrible, horrible people. So um, yeah, the ghost of Emily, she was always been a protective figure and it's just been that's that's how it's always been she hasn't really been around like I would say the last almost like five-ish years um because she hasn't really had to warn me about things I've been pretty fortunate that she's helped me uh like become really intuitive in reading people and uh figuring out different situations and helping me um make my best judgment call because (laughs) I know that if I don't at least I I can always ask my parents if anything weird is happening around their house because now you know I'm all grown up I have my own house and I have my own family not that my parents are my family but um but yeah so that's the story of me and Emily and I hope you all enjoy it thank you so much Courtney for sharing that I'm spooked out I know it's it's creepy but also I feel like Emily's purpose was to it, she was she was um well intended. Yes, for sure. Say. Like I kind of wish that I had an Emily around, um, but it's just spooky that the adults saw her as yeah. well. Because usually it's like the kids that would see it, and like the adults don't believe. They never them. believe. But the fact that like Courtney's mother experienced all these like strange occurrences while she was pregnant with Courtney, and also after Courtney was born. The parents still saw Courtney yeah. with this invisible friend. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Oh, my God. Um, but, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the next story is actually from my sister, Michelle, and her boyfriend, George. Um, so they had a little spooky occurrence in their bedroom. So I'll let them take it from here. Hey, so my name is Michelle. And my name is George. And we experienced... The supernatural. Oh, I forgot to say it with you. Whatever, it's okay. fine. And we experienced the, the supernatural. supernatural. Okay, so a couple nights ago... Okay, it wasn't a couple nights ago. It was probably like two, three (laughs) weeks ago. (laughs) It was this week. No, it wasn't. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Retake. (laughs) No, no, wait, just leave it. We were getting ready... Oh, no, we already... Should I pause it? No, no, no. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it all started probably about two or three weeks ago, and we were laying in bed... Um, probably around 11 o'clock, 1130. Um, we had just finished our morning, our nightly routine. So like we brushed our teeth, you know, floss, whatever. And we both got into bed. And usually what we do is just, we watch some food videos, you know, like just checking out. We're kind of foodies. So we like that kind of stuff. And so we were watching the video, you know, the lights are off because we're going to go to bed soon. And all of a sudden from the corner of George's eye, um, he sees this big ball coming towards us. Of, like, light? I, I, we don't really I, know what it was. And I look up because he starts flinching and, like... So it's probably about the size of a baseball. And it's coming fast. Yeah, like, on our left side. Yeah. So he flinches, bangs his head on mine, and... I was like, Michelle, did you see that? She's yeah, like, it, yeah, I saw that. And we're just kind of freaking out at this point. Um, so, yeah, we got it. Michelle said it's probably like a giant, like one of those big moths or something. Um, or it was like the reflection of something out the window. 
mind you, the blinds were closed, windows were shut, no car. It was kind of late, so there were like no cars on the road. Um, so we actually opened the lights and we're looking for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, we're like ripping apart the bed. We're looking for this monster moth that must have came by or I, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was there and it was fast. So still to this day, it's kind of stuck with us each night because we're just waiting for this orb looking ball to come back. Um, we don't know what it was, but we both felt it. We both saw it. And it just, it like, it was there. Yeah, it's definitely one of those feelings you get. Like, I get, people talk about it where it's like, you know, it's it's just something's there. And it, it was. Like, I get it. I, I know what people mean now. And like, there's something there, but it's just, you can't quite put your hand on it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Michelle and George. Thanks, guys. Um, guys, we told you about orbs. Yes. So this was the classic example of an orb. It came and went faster than the blink of an eye. Yes. Um, I'm so happy that they both saw it. But also, this is, like, so bizarre. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. And, like, I never took either of them for being, like, interested in the paranormal or anything. So the fact that they both saw this and, like, they, they believe that it's an it's an orb like that says something yeah i yeah and and the fact that they did both see it cuz it uh, i would be so annoyed if like only i saw it and then my partner was like what are you talking about yeah <laughs> deal breaker <laughs> also so the fact that they it. like destroyed their room looking for a moth that didn't exist <laughs> and they're like it's an orb it's an orb. It's an orb. It's an orb. It's an orb. Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> okay, so last... No, not last. We have more. <laughs> we have plenty more, you guys. We have plenty more. Last audio clip. No, um, my mom has one. Oh, your mom has one, too. Yeah. Lies. Okay, so next is a clip from my friend Justin, who I used to work with. Um, love him. And he has a spooky story from from a little trip that he went on in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, it's but, terrifying. Yeah, it somewhere. is. It is. He went somewhere. He, he went somewhere, to. but he does a really great job of setting the scene and describing it to you guys. And ah, enjoy. Yes, Justin, take it from here. So my scariest ghost experience. Um, I'd first say that I, I don't think I've ever seen a, like, quote unquote ghost. Like, I've never, like, laid eyes on one. I've seen shadow people since I've been, like, three. Like, pretty much as far back as I can remember. And the first time I saw one of those, I was in my mom and dad's bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night and looked at the doorway. And I saw in the doorway a silhouette of a person standing there with glowing, glowing red eyes. Like, they were just so bright and so fiery. And at the time, I thought it was a vampire. I don't know where I came up with vampire or how my mind decided that that was a vampire, but it, it was a vampire. I mean, later I learned that it was a shadow person. Um, and I've seen them multiple times. The last time being when I was around 15 or 16. Uh, and that was that one was next to my bed. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen a ghost in the traditional sense. I've definitely felt them. I've definitely um, heard them walking towards me, like footsteps, things like that. But I guess the scariest experience would have happened this last Christmas, it was December, and we had gone to Belfont to a local distillery. And the thing you need to know about Belfont is that it's an incredibly old town in central Pennsylvania. Like, Thomas Edison wired houses 
in buildings in Belfont when electricity was like the raging new thing. Like that's how old it is. And so this distillery is built in an old match factory. But we weren't really thinking about that, right? Like it's Christmas time. They have it beautifully decorated. There's a giant tree. Uh, I was seeing some coworkers who and friends from New York who were in town as well. Um, they've got family in Belfont. And so we're just having a really great time drinking a lot of really, really great cocktails. And as one does when you're drinking a lot of really great cocktails, you end up getting drunk. Fortunately, we were friends with the manager there, and we were looking at getting an Uber, but it would have been like $35 to get back to State College. And she was like, hey, if you guys can just hang out for like another half an hour, 45 minutes, I'd be happy to just, you know, drive you home. And we were like, great, that sounds that sounds awesome. That's way cheaper than, you know, a $35 Uber. So we're sitting and waiting, and everyone's, like, doing their closing stuff in the restaurant bar area. And just before we're ready to leave, probably about 10 minutes before we're ready to walk out the door, I decided that because I'm an adult, an adult I'm going to um, I'm gonna go to the restroom and pee. And so uh, I walk into the men's room, and you walked in, and immediately to your right was a row of sinks, and to your left was a row of urinals, and at the very far end of this rectangle to the left was the lone stall. And this is important for later on in the story. So I turn immediately to my left, get into the first urinal, and I start to pee. And I'm peeing, and my best friend Julia sticks her head in the door and asks what I'm doing, and I respond that I'm peeing, and she's like, oh, that's a great idea, I'm going to do that too. And the door closes. And a few seconds later, I feel someone walk behind me. And I didn't really think much of it. You know, I thought it was Julia. And so I'm talking to her. And you know, like when someone walks behind you, if they're very quiet, not making any noise, like you can feel that person walk behind you, right? Like you just, you just feel them. You can sense them. And so I'm talking to her and I'm peeing and I finish up and I turn to my left and I walk to the sinks and I'm still chatting and I'm washing my hands and she's not responding to any of the things I'm saying, but like, whatever, I figured, you know, she's, she's doing her business. Fine. So I look up into the mirror and I have a perfect view of the bathroom stall and the doors open. And I was like, well, that's weird. So I call her name. She doesn't respond. I dry my hands and I turn around and I walk to the stall and I'm calling for her again and she doesn't answer. And I poke my head in the door and it's empty. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I walk back into the main bar area and everyone's standing around and I explained, you know, including Julia, and I explained just, you know, what happened and occurred. And one of the waitresses walks by and she's like, oh yeah, you're not the first person to tell me that there's a ghost in the bathroom and just keeps on walking. And I was like, no, 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 wait, I need you to come back and explain, you know, more about like who this is or what this is or what's going on. Uh, She didn't, but that was probably the spookiest experience. And I was telling the story a week or so ago because we're, you know, getting into October, getting into the Halloween season. And the person I was telling the story to was like, you didn't feel someone walk behind you. You saw someone walk behind you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was explaining to me that when we feel people walk behind us, it's actually because we've seen them with our peripheral vision. So it's not that I was feeling this person walk behind me. I saw a person walk behind me. I like to think that I I felt them. I don't remember seeing them. 
I feel like if someone walks behind you, you can kind of tell who that person is. And I don't know if maybe it's because you are seeing them and your brain is registering who that person is or if everybody just kind of like feels a certain way. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. Um, but that's it. Thank you, Justin. Oh, my God. I'm okay. terrified. What category of ghost would shadow people fit in, though? I don't know. I don't know what that would be either. I don't know what that would be. It's like, it's almost like a completely separate entity. Yeah. I don't think it was, it's of a former living person. No, I don't think so either. Shadow people, I think is something different, but the second chunk about when he actually went to that, that old distillery, um, and was talking to his, like thought he was talking to his friend and Oh my God, I just would have been so freaked oh out. And then he looks back and there's no one there. Like he was talking to literally a ghost the whole time. A ghost. Time. Yeah. A ghost. And and he described it so perfectly. Like, you just know the feeling when someone is near you. Yeah, you feel that presence. Yeah, you feel their presence. You feel the heat of their body or like whatever, their energy or something. Oh my gosh. Ooh, I know, I would creepy. You would never catch me back in that neighborhood again. I know. Again. Um, Kidding, I want to go and find the ghost. I know, me too, with our ghost hunting kit. Okay, <laughs> uh, all right, so I actually want to get into um, my own personal experiences with a ghost. Um, this was, I would say my, unless I experienced something when I was a kid and I don't remember, this was like the the one that I remember the most, the only one that I remember actually having. Um, <gasps> Jeff, I don't think I know this story. I think I may have told you. Oh, you may have. You yeah. probably did. I mean, we've known each other for a very long time. I know, I definitely did. But um, I did put a little bit more detail into this. Okay, anyway. Here we go. Summer of 2014, I was alone sleeping at my dad's house, which used to be my grandparents' house. So the entire upstairs where my bedroom was, it used to be an attic and was converted in like the 60s or 70s to a few bedrooms. Um, but still half of the attic was is there. Okay. And you've been to my my yeah. room there and like there's a door in my bedroom to the attic. Right, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I get a little spooked out when I yeah. go there. But I've been there multiple times. For sure. So right off the bat, my bedroom has always been inherently creepy, you know, being that it's connected to an attic. Anyway, so it was about 1 a.m., and I remember I was watching TV, and uh, I was alone in the house, by the way. So uh, after turning the TV off, I reached to put my remote on the nightstand, which is right next to my bed. And out of the corner of my left eye, I see this large figure. Mind you, like, my bedroom's dark. I see this large figure at the foot of my bed. And so my bed was positioned horizontally against the wall, with the foot of my bed next to the door doorway of my room. And that was where the figure was standing. He was oh standing God. right by the door. And the weird thing is, or like, I know we've all experienced this. Like, sometimes you think you see something out of the corner of your eye. And then you look and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But the second I looked, it was standing there. And it was this tall, human-like figure at the foot of my bed. And I, it had, like, very, like, drapey, like, cloaky clothes or garb okay (laughs) and it had like a hood or something like i couldn't see its face the grim reaper i mean mean, he was coming for you i mean i don't i don't know it was it was um he was it was almost like a white cloak oh it wasn't like black or anything so my heart immediately started racing and i tried to focus my eyes i remember like sitting forward a little bit in my bed like trying to convince myself that what i was seeing didn't exist and as my eyes adjusted, I was able to see the full details of, like, the fabric that the thing was wearing. What? And 
it was, and I, again, I couldn't see its face and it was actually facing the door. So it's like side was facing me. So then it begins to lift one of its arms up towards the door. So like not towards me. It look it looks like it's reaching for like the doorknob in my room. Shut up. And, and you're just watching this. I'm watching this. My heart, I remember like feeling like my heart was going to explode and I was trembling. I was shaking. So it started reaching towards the door. And as this happened, I turned to my right where the nightstand wand was and I grabbed my iPhone. And I remember like I could barely hold it because I was shaking so much because I wanted to turn on the flashlight. And then, of course, I dropped my iPhone on the floor. No. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, as this whole thing is happening, I still see the figure, like, slowly reaching. And everything oh, kind of, like... are you kidding? Everything kind of slowed down at that point because I think my heart was racing so much. So, anyway, like, I dropped my phone, and suddenly I have, like, this, like, burst of adrenaline. And I lean forward, and I slam my hand on the light switch that was, like, right by the door where the figure was. And the second the light turns on... It, it disappears and it's just like an empty room <laughs> and I go into like the corner in almost like a fetal position kind of like in shock of what I saw and mind you all this happened probably within like maybe 10 seconds 10 to 15 seconds but it felt like an eternity right. that that thing was there um and so I didn't know what to do so I grab my, my phone was still on the floor, but I grabbed my laptop, which happened to be close by. And I go on Facebook and I'm like, who can I talk to? It's 1am. And I think at that point it was like a weeknight and I wasn't working the next day. <laughs> um, I see that my friend Sam was online um, from high school and I like message her and we haven't talked in like a few years at this point. But I was like, Sam, I saw something in my room. Like, I don't know who to tell. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I remember talking to her for a little bit and she just helped me calm down. And I ended up being able to go to bed I was telling everyone about what I saw. Um, my friend Rachel, my neighbor at the time, um, came over the next day. Of course, I had a Ouija board in my closet. Oh my God, Jeff, don't tell me these so, things. I hate Ouija boards. So we boards. started using the Ouija board. It's also like three o'clock in the afternoon. The light's shining bright. Um, but the, the, the piece on the board doesn't move at all, meaning we didn't contact anything or anyone. Good. But so, which is, you know, we're probably better off. Yeah. Anyway, so it gets stranger. <gasps> so oh I'm, I'm telling everyone about this story, like my dad who um, who came back from work the next day. And then I tell, I go to my mom's house like a couple days later and I tell my mom and like she's a, a firm non-believer in like the paranormal. Like she is religious, but ghosts and ghouls, whatever, she doesn't believe in them. So I tell her how the events unfolded and what I saw. And do you know how she responded, Ari? Oh my God, why? She told me that she saw the same exact thing in that house 28 years ago when she was pregnant with me. <gasps> and this is her story. Hi, my name is Lori and I'm Jeffrey's mom. And this is my story. Okay, one night, I remember 28 years ago, uh, I was alone. I was in my um, Jeffrey's grandma's house sleeping. I was pregnant with, Je actually, I was pregnant with Jeffrey. And at the time, Jeffrey's dad worked nights as a fireman. So I was lying in bed alone and I was awakened by a vision. And I first I thought I was dreaming, but then I remember just open, opening my eyes and I actually saw this vision of an image. I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman, but it's all I know is that um, the person's arms were open wide. So I, but yet I wasn't afraid but yet I was, because, you know, when do you wake up and see a vision in front of you? But it was peaceful in its own way. 
and I still have no idea what it was, but it was something I definitely saw. I have to say, I was not dreaming. So when Jeffrey told me that he also saw something similar, I was like, wow, this is not a coincidence. This is, this is something. And I wish I knew what it was. But I guess the moral of the story is, I guess it was a good thing, he or she, whoever it was, and took away any anxieties that I had. And I ended up having my wonderful, adorable baby boy, Jeffrey. So it was all good. Wow. I... I can't. Well, thanks, Jeff's mom, yeah, thank for the you, recording. Mom. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> um, I'm so happy it was a pleasant experience, yeah. and like you were shitting yourself. Oh my gosh! During yeah. it, but the entity itself like didn't seem menacing at all. Right. No, it like right. didn't do anything. It just like it, it also was... was in white, which I really like. I want to research this. Yeah, because it's interesting to me that it wasn't just like a white figure like it, it was like, wearing it was wearing like a kind of i don't even know what how you would describe it it looked like it was very like drapey like cloth kind of like definitely yeah. o- an oversized garment that yeah. this thing was wearing but in hindsight if it ever happened and there were times when i was sleeping there again and i would kind of like talk out loud i was like if you're here please make yourself known because i'm i'm less scared and i want to like figure out what you want pretty much <laughs> like yeah. why are you here um and also why wasn't it facing me why was it facing the doorway like was right. it leaving you know i don't really know what it was trying to oh my do God, maybe it's because it's been looking out for you all this time ever since you were born and it kind of felt like it did its job and it was like leaving in a maybe, sense yeah like it could leave it, it was like yeah that it was very now. symbolic of it like kind of leaving it wanted to show me that it was like leaving the room right like its job me. is done oh my god oh my god has it, has it been like with me in in that bedroom every single Maybe, night, but protecting you. Yeah, I guess that's true. I did see this oh giant um, camel cricket in my room once. It did not protect me from that. What the, also, what the hell is a camel cricket? They're like sprickets. Do you know what that is? What the hell is a spricket? It's like a spider cricket. Uh, where do you live? In a cave. <laughs> We don't have sprickets in the Bronx. <laughs> They're probably You're better off. There are probably sprickets. But <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, that I'm was a- it. Was terrifying, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I I don't think I would have recovered. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like I feel left out. I haven't experienced a ghost. I think really. Well, you and I, Ari. We've talked about this all the time. We need to go ghost hunting somewhere. I know. We really do. But you know I'm terrified of getting possessed. Me too. I know. But that's like different. That's I demon know. hunting. I know. We're not going to demon hunt. No, you're right. But we are going to like engage and talk to know, it. And true. like tell it to but, show itself. And then what if it possesses one of us? And it's going to be months until we find out. But that's why I think we need to have um, a professional with us. Because they will be able to determine like which spirits are clean and which are like that's true um malevolent yeah but that's if we even encounter anything yeah we have to go to like a real spooky place yeah um hey if you guys know any ghost hunters send them our way yes for sure for sure um but also if you've had any experiences with the paranormal please reach out to us you could uh dm us on instagram at obsessed underscore podcast yeah, and if you guys love this episode, let us know because there's so much more that we can talk about in terms of ghosts and other stories and the psychology, if you want to play, play devil's advocate in a sense. Yes. The psychology behind why you could possibly encounter 
these beings um, and feel the things that you do. Yeah. And it might not actually be a ghost. No. But, and you know what's interesting too? Like all the stories that we've heard from like our friends and family, none of the ghosts, like even Justin's, like his was terrifying, but like the ghosts weren't harmful in any way. Right. Like if they wanted to hurt you, they would. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And it's, it is just their presence alone is unsettling. Um, but the, right, the ghost itself didn't do anything. Yeah. And I think it's kind of reassuring. Yeah. That like, yeah, even I if you so see too. something, like obviously you're going to freak out because like something foreign to you is like in your apartment or whatever. But like, just know that if it wanted to hurt you, it would wait until you're sleeping and then come and hurt you. Oh yeah. It would kill you <laughs> in your sleep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't worry. It's not going to happen. I promise. No, think rationally. Yes. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, it's probably all in your head. <laughs> As we just listened to five ghost stories. I know. It's not. It's not. But it's, anyway. It's probably just a funnel ghost. Yeah. Don't worry. Guys, it's an ectoplasm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, ectoplasm. <laughs> It's an ectoplasm. Don't worry. Let us do its thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, ectoplasm. Yes, orb. (laughs) What a gorge orb. Oh, my God. Gorge orb. I love that. Orb is gorge. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're done. Yeah. And watch me encounter a ghost tonight. Oh, my gosh. All the ghosts are going to be like, what did you say about us? (laughs) You didn't think we were real? Yeah. You <laughs> okay guys i think we're done here yeah i think we're it's a wrap um but yeah stay tuned all month we're having spooky episodes so yes yeah so we have a lot to look forward to and we will see you next time <laughs> bye, bye. bye. Woo. Woo.